Hey everybody, my name is Galen Ferguson and I'm a business coach and a launch strategist and I recently launched a marketing agency where I help entrepreneurs um, create an online expert business and today I want to talk about um, a brief overview of my journey to entrepreneurship and inspire you to create your own stage. Now, when I think of the biggest obstacle or wall that I faced growing up as a child to even beyond college, I think of one word, rejection. Still to this day, I don't really quite understand what it was inside of me that persevered to get to where I am right now when I was constantly being overlooked, not being selected, not being seen. Let me let me tell you something. I know you can only hear my voice and I don't know if you can tell what a person looks like from their voice, but I'm a big girl. Okay, I got curves and rolls and stretch marks, and I don't want to get too graphic, but I've never been skinny. Okay, so growing up, I've always had a little extra meat on my bones. You know, people use the term big boned, and and I can honestly say fat. Like, that word does not by any chance, like, offend me. Because that's in our vocabulary, American vocabulary. You, if you're not skinny, you're fat. If you're not fat, you're skinny. That's like the basic term to describe someone. So it does not offend me, okay? You can call me fat and I won't feel any type of way. But the thing is, I think the largest size I've ever been is like 315 pounds. But I've always... I never really felt, I don't want to say I felt insecure, but I was very well aware of my size and the limitations. But the thing is that bothered me the most about my size is as big as I was, I was still, I would still hear the same things such as, I didn't even see you. You were so quiet. I didn't see you. I would hear that from managers, from teachers, from other people. They will always say, like, they didn't see me. I'm like, as big as I am, how could you not see me? And I know firsthand what it feels like to to feel invisible. I know what that feels like, being as big as I was. I mean, I wasn't always like 315 pounds that's just like my max weight but I've like I said I've never been skinny so not having a small frame and someone telling me that they didn't see me and I'm right there it it made me feel some kind of way and I've always not been small enough or not light enough not only am I uh, a big girl I'm dark-skinned I'm a dark-skinned African-American woman and I've not been pretty enough, um, and I've not been loud enough. I have a voice that's soft and low, and even when I yell, like, I don't project. My voice just gets squeakier. (laughs) All I can say is that my determination to get to where I want to be was stronger than the hurt or the embarrassment I felt from all the rejection I got growing up. 
I remember the first time it, it when it felt like my world ended when I was about 10 years old the director at the dance school I attended told me that I needed to do something about my weight if I wanted to do point ballet now that crushed me um she said something along the lines like if I didn't lose weight before I got my first menstrual cycle that I will always be fat. I don't know if that's true or fact. Where does she get that from? But like she predicted, I've never been skinny. I didn't lose the weight before I had my first cycle. But So maybe it was true what she said, but it crushed me because I've been taking dance lessons as far back as I can remember. I remember being about four years old in a dance class taking tap and ballet. And along the years, I've take, also taken jazz and modern and, and gymnastics and African dance and, and you name it. <laughs> Dancing was a passion of mine growing up. And I've had enough experience and knowledge and excelled where I was ready to do point ballet and even at my weight I still was selected to start the training but when she told me that I didn't think much into it until right after she said that I auditioned for this local nutcracker production and I didn't get the part and immediately the thought that came to my mind was I didn't get the part because of my weight and at that moment I decided that Every time I didn't get what I wanted, what I desired more than anything, anytime I failed at anything, everything I wanted that I couldn't get was because I was too fat. I believe that people would always overlook me and see that I'm invisible and not acknowledge me or recognize me or see my talent because of my weight. So... I tried to find another stage to get on since I couldn't do classical ballet. And I auditioned about my ninth grade year, my first year in high school. I auditioned for my high school marching band for the dance team. And by my senior year in high school, I was the captain of the dance team. Finally, (laughs) finally, my talent, like, you know, was better than what people saw in my weight. But then there was college. Being the captain of my high school dance team didn't allow me to make the cut of my college marching band's dance team because I couldn't fit in the senior graduating classes uniforms like that was the thing like if you couldn't fit inside the uniforms of the people who were graduating you weren't going to get it no matter how great you were how good of a dancer you were how much talent you have because the marching band budget didn't allow for new uniforms so it was like I couldn't catch a break <laughs> like my weight just would not let me win at life and fast forward after college um I started working at the bank and um I pretty what pretty much wasn't doing too much other than working in the bank and and my mom was like it's time to come back home to Georgia I was in Virginia working at several banks and so I moved back to Georgia and um 
I met a casting director. As soon as I got back, moved back to Georgia, I met a casting director for a movie director, playwright, Tyler Perry. He had a sitcom called Meet the Browns. Um, and I can't remember the network it was on, like UPW or UW or, or TBS. I can't remember the network that it was on, but it was a sitcom called Meet the Browns. It ended up becoming a movie. And I did a couple extra background roles for the show and in some other movies as well. And I thought, okay, maybe this is the stage that I could get on instead of dancing so I started taking acting classes and and I remember this acting class that I had with this the director or the acting coach was a working actor still is to this day is on tv and um I remember doing this scene for practice in front of the group in front of the acting class and we had to do this scene where you know you kind of acted out not miming, but you it was like a silent scene where you had to the people had to be able to tell what was going on in the scene just from your actions, your body language with no words. And so when it was over, the acting coach said, Galen, that was phenomenal. Like, but what are you gonna do about that? That and I saw him pointing and his finger was pointed at my stomach. And I looked down at my stomach, and then I looked back up at him. And he then said, because of my weight, I'm going to be typecast as the Pine Saw Lady. Do you remember those commercials with the Pine Saw Lady? The African-American woman who was heavy set. I'm not going to call her the F word because I know other people are not comfortable. I'm comfortable with the word fat. Other people are not. Okay. So she was a heavy set woman and um, large frame. What we know as the lady who does all of the progressive commercials now, this lady was like that for the pine saw cleaning uh, commercials back then. And my acting coach said that if I didn't do anything about my weight, I was going to be typecast as the Pine Saw Lady and I would never get the leading role in a movie. I will always be the fat, obnoxious best friend that never gets the man. And I'm like, are you serious? I was so embarrassed. I never went back to the acting class again. I stopped pursuing acting like on the spot. I was like, okay fine fine you don't want me to do dancing because of my weight I can't do tv movies because of my weight fine but while I was in that entertainment industry networking and trying to hone my craft I discovered another stage modeling um this was a a good time for Atlanta because you know a lot of movies and TV shows were just starting to come to Atlanta. Atlanta was now becoming the Hollywood of the South. So TV, movies and fashion, all of that was coming to Atlanta. And and this was around the same time that um Tyra Banks put out her show America Next Top Model. So you know, I'm just you know, inspired. And I discovered modeling and there was like a segment that was growing called plus size modeling. And I watched every 
Naomi Campbell runway video on YouTube that I could find. I watched her walk for hours and I practiced her signature turns and poses and I called myself the curvy <laughs> Naomi Campbell and I went out to as many fashion show casting calls in Atlanta as I could find my walk was fierce. Believe you me, I was a curvy girl on fire on the runway and I got booked for a lot of fashion shows. Like I got the auditions. However, once you get the fashion, um, once you get the audition, it's usually weeks before the actual fashion show. So you have to go to like two or three rehearsals to know what order you're going to go on the runway and, and kind of see the lighting and everything. And then the day of the show, you have to sit in hair and makeup chairs all day. And then right before the show, that's when the designers show up and then you get fitted. And what would happen for me is the designers, the ones who are the plus size designers, the ones who are supposed to make clothes for the fat girls, they would look at me up and down and say something like, I don't have anything to fit your body or Nothing I have will fit you. And I know, I, I, like I said, I was watching religiously Tyra Banks, American Next Top Model. I, I studied the fashion industry. I, I, I knew all that entails with it. I knew it was cutthroat. I know that, you know, they don't care about your feelings and you can't take things personal. It's about the look that's in the trend. But I took it personally. It was hard. that Someone looking at you and saying, I don't have anything for your body. That that's a hard pill to swallow. And but look, I've been rejected for dancing, modeling, and now this when I know I was good. I'm telling you can't tell me that I didn't strut my stuff on the runway. But at this point, I just got tired of the of the rejection. I had a passion to be on stage. I don't know what stage I was supposed to be on, but I knew I was supposed to be on stage. I knew I had a talent in dancing. I knew I had this talent in runway. And I even had a talent from working my nine to five in marketing. I was number one in sales in my region when I worked in the bank, but I couldn't even get a promotion there because I didn't have a degree. So I was like, I'm tired of this. Like what is going on? So I, lived about 40 miles away from Atlanta. So you can imagine I'm driving 40 miles, an hour commute to the audition. Then I'm going to another hour commute. Um, and that's one way. So I'm driving two hours to an audition, two hours to and from, um, rehearsals, then the fashion show. Like I've been wasting gas money and time to not even get to walk in the show. I was not about to go home with my tail between my legs. So what I did was I started working behind the stage, um, behind the scenes, because I'm like, I'm here. I've been coming. So at least let me help out. So working behind the scenes, I got bit by the production bug. I fell more in love with all the elements of producing the show than actually being in the show. I worked every backstage position in the fashion show production and I networked with like every single professional in the industry, in the fashion industry you can think of. Photographers, makeup artists, designers, hairstylists, uh, people do the marketing, the executive director, any 
casting agents, everybody. And because I networked and I worked hard and and not, you know, making myself a victim, like, oh, I can't be a model because I'm too fat. I just kept working and networking. And I ended up becoming the one who got to choose the models at casting calls. I was the one who got to produce the plus size segments of fashion shows in Atlanta. I did marketing. I used the skills of marketing that I had gotten at the bank that made me number one in sales in the region. I did marketing for makeup artists, hairstylists, designers. I even wrote proposals and brokered activation for sponsorships for brands and and different fashion show producers and event producers. I was now getting paid to host workshops just from sharing my knowledge of the fashion industry. I was teaching aspiring models about the plus size industry and they were paying me. Like I got paid to give lessons on how to strut the catwalk, something I had mastered from watching hours of Naomi Campbell and practicing her walk. Like all the networking and all the work behind the scenes even ended up connecting me to television producers in LA and I landed a feature role on a reality TV show. Yes. You remember when my acting coach, I said I would never have the leading part because of the weight. Me, the fat girl was the star. I was not the fat best friend. I was the feature. I had an hour feature. It was all about me on a national reality TV show. The network was TV One. Um, it was a national TV show. It wasn't, I don't think, on everybody's TV, but it's a national television network. And I had my own um, reality TV show. And I used that opportunity to introduce myself as a fashion show producer. And because of that, I ended up producing Atlanta's first ever plus size fashion week. And I was hired to produce Bloomingdale's, a national billion dollar fashion brand, their first woman shopping event in Atlanta. I produced that. Oh, my gosh. And then right after that, when I just had given up on dancing, I got hired to be a dance choreographer for all plus size cast in a musical play and Even now, just a month ago, someone sent me a message asking if I would like choreograph a dance routine, dance routine for this bride and her bridesmaids at her wedding reception. Like, (laughs) I cannot believe it. Like, I'm telling you the story and it's incredible because I face so, so much rejection just off my weight alone. But even after that. When I had given up on uh, modeling just to start my event production company and be a fashion show producer and, and specialize in fashion brand events, when I had given up on modeling, I got a $30 an hour gig as a fit model from another billion dollar fashion brand that some of you may know called Spanx. Yes, the body that those designers used to tell me was... They didn't have nothing for when they used to look at me and say, I don't have anything for your body. I don't have anything to fit you. That body that was not good enough or too fat enough, it became the body that was used to design intimate garments for fat girls around the world. Yes, my body. So if you're a plus size woman and you wear Spanx, it's based off of my body. 
<laughs> Aside from that, that determination that I had, the one skill that contributed to my success, I would say, was online marketing. Because I was, you know, just trying to make ends meet and trying to figure out what I want to do. And I didn't have a lot of money to do, like, promote myself with newspaper ads and radio spots and TV ads. I went to social media, Twitter and Facebook, and that's how I was able to create a brand for myself and tell people who I was and what I could do. So online marketing became my thing. And now I am launching a marketing agency helping entrepreneurs create their own stages as well with the online expert business by simply doing what I did, extracting the knowledge that they already have, sharing it to make an impact and making a profit and changing their lives along the way, along their journey to success. For years, for years, I wasted time trying to get on someone else's stage. It wasn't until I created my own stage that I ended up becoming a dance choreographer, uh, producing my own fashion shows from Atlanta to New York, being featured on a reality TV show all about me. I became a boss. And once I decided to create my own stage, share my knowledge, my skills, my talent, my passion, what I already had, I got the freedom to spend more time with my family, travel more, work from home, work less hours, and not just make money, but have the power to decide what my value is worth. This is what I got from creating my own stage, and I hope it inspires you to create your own stage as well. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Again, I'm Galen Ferguson, business coach and launch strategist, and I just want to let you know that everything you have and who you are right now and everything you know right now is enough to get you everything you want. Thanks for listening. Bye.